Howdy, fellas. Welcome to Buns on the Bench. Um, there's only two of us, and as you know, I've never done an intro before, so it's kind of nice being doing this for the first time, but I have my lovely associate Andy here with me. Andy, how are we today? I'm doing a lot better than Jack is right now. Where the fuck does he think he is? So, apparently it's date night. <laughs> You're kidding. It's date night. He forgot, and uh, apparently they're going to watch Barbie. They're not even seeing the better of the two movies out. Dude, I really want to see Oppenheimer. It looks so good. I want to go this week. I'm going tomorrow night. Lucky bastard. Eight, like, I know it's like 8 p.m. It's three hours or something. Yeah. Fuck, I'm excited. I was meant to go last Friday, but Renee had to work the next day. So we're like, all right, we'll go the next day. And then she didn't get out of work till five. And I was just like, we missed both the sessions we wanted to go to. Oh, unfortunate. Are you going to plan to go sometime I'm soon? Absolutely. I'm going to see it as soon as fucking possible. Yeah, I don't blame you. I Un- want to see the bomb go off. <laughs> Unlike Jack, who I'm blaming all night for forgetting us and deciding to ditch us, you scummy bastard. Please let me know your attitude is just as plastic as Barbie. Love you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think tonight, like... As per usual when Jack's not here, we have actually quite a stacked amount to talk about. It's a lot of news, and I think we need to start off in the right direction here, and that's all the way in Britland. Over in England. Over in England. Jolly old England. Uh, They're not jolly over there, let me tell you. It's raining the tears of the English once again. Yeah. It might not be as good for us, you know, especially because we didn't get that 3-1. It's still 2-2, but let me tell you, when you tell an English person, hey, you seen the ashes lately? They're not going to be able to answer you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. And I mean, the little urn's coming home to the real home of cricket. Yep. And let me tell you, when we're playing here in the next four years, it will be staying here and looking good on its mantle place. It's uh, next summer is when we play for it again. I thought it was not for a while. No, so what, what it is, is every four years for your home test. So oh. between home tests, it's every four years, but you play one year in England, then the next year you play in Australia. Oh, yep. Okay, sweet. And I, what was your take on the last test? Oh, man. So the last thing I checked, Warner had, you know, learned how to bat again. and I Kawaj- Kawaja had learned how to bat again, and they were none for like a hundred and something. And then the next thing I lo- check is Australia's lost by like thirty something runs. We <laughs> needed what was it, two hundred eighty nine runs? Yeah, I thought we had it in the bag I with th- them. We had our fucking opening batsman in Warner showing some unprecedented life. form. They showed life, and it just. Firstly. I just want to say, this means he's now going to play for us for another whole fucking year, and I just I don't know if I can no, handle it's, that. It's, it's until the test, the Sydney test. No, I'm telling you, this this is put a fire up under his ass, and he went, you know what? Nah, I'm still playing. Nah, I doubt it. I think he's done after this summer. I wish, but I, I, he, I he's I, been pretty adamant he's done after this summer. <laughs> yeah, but you know, man, you look at him, and I just. I, I don't know. He gives me the I think I can stick out one more year type of guy. I mean, look at Mish, Mit, uh, Mitchell Marsh. Don't get me started. <laughs> well, we got Pakistan and... Oh, that's going to be pretty easy. Yeah, I'm just looking at what, what the what the tours coming up are. So they, they, they're they coming out here, aren't they? Pakistan's coming here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, South Africa are coming. Are I we going over is. there? No. I've, I'm pretty sure we're going over there this year. Are we doing it? Well, we got a we got an Australia AV New Zealand A. Eh? Um, um, I'm just on the Windy's ODIs. We've got yeah, Windy's Test matches. That there's your other man. That's an easy summer. Pakistan and the Windies. Oh well, yeah, that's it's not looking too hard for us. I don't. I know we've got a tour of 
South Africa, yeah. Tour of South Africa coming up. Yep. And then we got the T20 as well in September. So I imagine they'll probably be around the same dates. Yeah, probably. Yep. It'll probably be like T20s or test T20s and ODIs all in. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, so they're doing the yeah, world prep. Uh, confirm the Aussies will arrive late August mm-hmm. uh, for three uh, T20s. Yep. Five one days. And that concludes around mid September, and then oh oh yeah, because they're um they got that big thing going on later this year, don't Is they? Is that the T Twenty World Cup? Yeah, yeah, the ICCs. Uh, no, a fifty over event actually the, in India. Well, it's one of the World Cups, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the one day. Yeah, it I mean, might it's be fifty the, over. Fifty overs it makes sense. Um, but yeah, like I I feel like it's it's not going to be the hardest. Uh, tour for us at the moment, like South Africa, it's a bit of a shambles at the moment. We we're just showing form. Like I I know it's one of those things you really only have the th- major three or four players mm. at the same time. Like, but indicative, it's still good to watch. And like, you know, it's a little bit tougher over for us. I reckon in um in South Africa, not as tough as India when it comes to the pitch because it's a lot more like our pitch, um, especially... What, you know, the Indian pitches? No, they're not. No, no, the South oh, African Oh, the South pitch. African, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, because, like, we're in the same area as well and it just fucking... I, I'm looking forward to it hmm. um, a lot more than I'll look forward to the Indian one, if I'm being honest. I don't know. Like, but that Indian World Cup's going to be a bit rough. Yeah. I wonder how many teams are actually playing it, to be honest. Well, it'd, probably be the, it'd probably be, like, 10 teams. Uh, Yeah, who would we have? Australia... Uh, Bangladesh. Name your top teams and then plus like Netherlands and something. Yeah, because like obviously Afghanistan's out. I think West Indies are in. Um, Hold on, Ireland. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out now. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know, having an amalgamation and having a round robin World Cup, like, don't get me wrong, I'm, it sounds cool, but obviously having the. I just love watching tours. Here, here you go. So here's the teams. Currently confirmed. Wait, let me let me see if I can guess some of these. Okay, right. so we got obviously the the big names: Australia, yep, England, yep, India, yep, West Indies. Uh no, no really? I don't see the Dude, West Indies. I thought they were still top top ten. They're not in this. All right, they're um, Netherlands, as you said before, yep, I they're think actually they're in there. Yep, they they are making an appearance. I knew that much. I took um, a guess on that one. The Black Caps, obviously. Yep, New Zealand. I, I was. Is Ireland coming over? I keep. I thought I saw something about them at one point. No, no. I don't. Oh no, I don't see Ireland. Okay. Um. Oh, this is actually starting to get a little bit more difficult. Uh, Pakistan. Yes. Um, Sri Lanka. Yes. I'm actually blanking for the rest of them. Hey. So you've got Sri Lanka, New Zealand. Yep. England, Pakistan. Yep. Uh, New Zealand, Australia. You said New Zealand twice. Sorry. Then what was the other one that I'm India? India. Yep. And who are the others? Afghanistan. Really, I thought oh, Bangladesh. Yep, and South Africa. I did say Bangladesh. Okay, so yeah, Afghanistan. I'm pretty surprised about. I no, because they're all right in one day. They just can't no, play at home. No, because the ICC's ruling after what happened over about the women. Okay. So because they weren't allowed to play cricket anymore, I'm pretty sure the ICC took a pretty hard stance against the Afghanistan's, and I didn't think they were coming across to India for the World Cup. Well, I looks like they are. Okay. 
Well, like, you know, good on him. Um, still looking forward to seeing it. I know I know there's been calls out against I it. I know there's been sanctions yeah. placed on them because they won't because the Taliban doesn't allow the women to play cricket. Mm. And I know Australia is one of the most outspoken well, countries they, about it. Well, they were meant to come here and play a test series. Exactly. And we were just like, yeah, nah, no. Yeah, so I thought the ICC were a little bit harder on it. But you know what? Like, in still, I reckon it's going to be good. Um, you know, it's it's hard, especially over there, like with the politics, and you know, it's you have such a difference. It's not even a difference of opinion. It's just that what they're doing is not good. But no. I I like I kind of understand the point where you, you don't want to punish the players, the ones that are really you can't trying. punish the players for other things. But let's digress and not and talk yeah. about it because yeah, yeah. me and you could go on forever on that. Yeah, yeah. but I I would like to just round off. The rain's a fucking joke in England. They gotta stop complaining about that shit, man. You you can't say that we don't deserve the thing. If we won twice, you won twice. But the only reason none of it came through is because your place can't stop raining. When you come to Australia, when we win again, just shut up for three more years, and when we're back in England, we'll tie again. I it's know, been right? that way for twenty something fucking years now. But how do you feel about the Australia and England suffering major penalties due to that rain affected test because they had slow over rates? They've both been docked points in the World Test Championship because of it. I believe, you know what, I, I think it's a fair rule because that way you can be very unilateral with it. You can just do sweeping across the board. You meet a certain threshold, you get deducted points. They have not played their full series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bo- So both of us have been docked. So and Australia that's even more docked. fair. No, I think that's actually just as fair because, one... Yes, England are located the way they're in, but they are not in control of the weather. Both teams were affected. Both teams were not allowed the full time. So, therefore, I think points have to be removed from both. Otherwise, you're creating a precedent, which is only unfair to the home side of um, team then. So, England have been docked two-thirds of their World Test Championship points, and Australia have been docked ten points for theirs. Two-thirds? Two-thirds of their points. When they weren't even given a chance to bowl in that match. How many points do they get? They're currently sitting on nine points. (laughs) That's fucked. And Australia's on 18. (laughs) No, like, I genuinely think they took a bit too much out. Like, there was at least four tests. So, the, the... the way it works is they've both been re- they've both teams have received a fine with Australia deducted half their match fee for ten overs in the fourth test. So they missed ten overs. Yep. England received ten percent of the first test, forty five percent of the second, and fifteen percent <laughs> for the fourth, and twenty five percent of their match fees for the fifth because of their slow over rates. Wait, I'm just trying to think now. Twenty five. So they never actually even made full a hundred percent overall compared to one day. They only in the third test they made a hundred percent of their match pay. That's fucking insane. Yeah, because between the rest of them, that's like set ninety percent, eighty percent. Yeah, and guess <laughs> guess who's currently leading the World Test Championship as as we speak? World Test. It's not someone you'd expect. Is it the Black Caps? No. Oh, I'd expect them to be leading it. No, it's a team you definitely don't expect to be winning. It's not the. It's not like Bangladesh or Pakistan. It's Pakistan. It is Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> they have played two matches, one, two, and have a 100% win record. Fuck yeah, let's go Pakistan. Up them. <laughs> you love to hear it. All right. So it looks like they are now our biggest challenge. So Pakistan, watch out. Next year, we're coming for you. Uh, even after this year. But we'll keep doing it right up until that 100% win rate is like a 50%. Sorry, lads. we got to take our place. 
Uh, <laughs> so they actually have the penalty overs in the this draw that I'm looking at that came out on the 2nd of August. Yeah. Australia's only been docked 10 points, whereas England was docked 19 points. Yeah, like that's insane. So from not, they've gone like, what's, what's not 27? Yeah. Yeah, that's how many points they've lost. God, they went from 28 to 19. That's fucked. I l- you love to hear it. Fuck you, England. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I still feel for you guys because you're unfairly to drop points. But because I naturally hate you guys, we have to say suck shit. It's just a part of the contract. <laughs> Do you want to say anything about Stuart Broad retiring, though? Nah. Or only positive things. I think, you know, that man has really made a positive impact. He's years old and he outlasted 40-year-old Jimmy Anderson. I, I think, you know, like, man, they... I really love the fact that Australia joined in, like, you know, clapping for him on his way out and mm. now Old Trafford. You know, a fantastic reception. People were there in droves to see this man out. Like, he had mm-hmm. made such a big impact on England test cricket and cricket in general. Um, so, no, nah, I wish the best for him, man. Like, he, he was – he's really got Australia in some sticky situations before. And he really liked getting Warner out, which I think you liked. I love that, man. They had <laughs> such a rivalry. <laughs> he got him out so many times in Test Cricket. But you know what? I'll give it to Warner. He had the last laugh on that yeah, day. He didn't get out this day. Yeah. No, he played really well. Like, what a time. I love it. Your rival's about to, like, you know, retire. This is his or, final day. Final and thing. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> So apparently it's come out now that when he took Todd Murphy's wicket, which was the second last wicket of the match, yep. Stokes, he turned around to him and said, this is your last over in test cricket. Enjoy it. He got the wicket, so then he got to bowl a few more overs and then he picked up Alex Carey as well. What a way to finish. Like, that's... that's he, got the, he got the final two wickets to win them the match. You know what? I'm not mad that they won. No. Because at least Stuart Broad gets to go out on a high. Yeah, but like, you know what? They don't really have the bowlers to cover for the loss of Stuart. Oh, I'm so excited! And Jimmy Anderson's next one gone, dude. It's like the thing is they're focusing on this baseball tech uh, tactic yeah. because they're realizing that they're going to start faltering in other ways. So they're going to have to go for a wild card, 500 points plus every game just to make sure that they can cover them their asses yeah. when locking down you know teams like Australia and India by having a real wide base field. I, I, I'm worried, actually. I, I feel like they are putting all their eggs in one basket in this situation and it actually oh, might got be... To, you've got to go with it. Like it. It seems like from the get-go they've been buying into this baseball theory. And you know what? It, it, it sort of worked and it made the first test interesting with that declaration at the end of day one. Dude, they, they are scoring numbers, but that's because they had things to back them up. This, it's going to be a bit scarier for them now moving forward, I think. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if they're a bit more reserved after this. I'd be surprised if they were. I think they'll stick with it, stick with their guns. Do you I, think I it's really, going to work for them? Yeah. If they can figure it out, it will work for them. We've seen in the last two tests what what they did. They yeah. did they did draw back from, you know, 2-0 down to tie it up. Yeah, but... And the, with Basball. But the thing is, it did also get them 2-0 down. I know it did. So it's a high risk, high reward situation. You know what I mean? I gotta admit, like it, it very much screens to me manly wild card. Like it, you've got the highest highs and the lowest lows, uh, possible risk of anything. It's just kind of like let's see how they're playing on the day now. Yeah. Um, but like we can only see, especially you know, with this World Cup coming up in India. Let's see how effective it is for him in the future. Well, it'll be effective for him in one-day cricket. Basball's designed for one-day cricket. Actually, you're right. 
Hit it as hard, as fast as you can, and score as many runs as possible. Shit off the whiteboard. Yeah. Fucking whack. Dude, it's going to be... You know what? I'm actually starting to hype myself up for this. Especially with the spin-friendly pitches in India, too. Dude, it's so fucking dry and cracked over Uh, there. Oh, my Lord. Like, I'm expecting them to come through. And, you like, trying to just get a wide as far as you can, then you watch it swing back. It's going to be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Who who do you reckon's a... If you were going to put your money on a team right now to win the World Cup in India, who's it going to be? Black Caps. You reckon? Yep. I, I reckon they've got the best all-rounder and they can actually hold it down because you get the... Like, New Zealand in itself, you know, their pitches are pretty soft. But when you get, I think... When you get to their bowling, they show that they've got spin bowling in it and I mm. think they're going to be able to capitalise on top of that. See, I, I reckon India is a short... Sure, favorite. I reckon they home team advantage. I know, and Pakistan will will throw a fucking spanner in the works, as will Afghanistan, because Rashid Khan's one of the best spinners we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, but you know what, man? They don't show it anywhere else. I'm sorry, Afghanistan. Or I know, uh, but I reckon batting is below below. Average. I know their batting's below below average, <laughs> but when you're taking a pole every second ball with Rashid Khan, you don't need to score many runs. Yeah, but since they're on the 50, you know you're going to, like, they're going to attack it, and I know he's going to bounce off to the left and bring it back in, but I reckon India are very prepared for it. And because are they playing local matches against each other? I, I wouldn't know. So I, the way it works is they go to India and they all play No, 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 group, I mean, yeah, like, right st- now. Oh. Like, uh, like, do Afghanistan and India play competitive local matches between each other at the moment? Because I'm wondering I, if India might already have them clocked. I reckon I don't think they've played any each other recently. India versus F- AFG series. Uh, let me, oh no, this is not to ages away. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember the last time the Afghanistan cricket team played. Uh, there is a a tour though. Um, but yeah, June. Tw- wait, it's on right now. Well, yeah, Afghanistan's playing Pakistan right now. <laughs> 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 no, sorry, in a few weeks. The 22nd yeah, dude, of August. Um, 23rd of June was when they started their tour of India in ODIs. So there you go. Yeah, so they are doing the local matches. And I think that's really against Afghanistan. I reckon India's going to have their number ready for it. Yeah, they just they just played Bangladesh in three T20s and ODIs as well. And how'd they go? Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. So Bangladesh wins overall. Tight game though, shit. They played a test. Oh my god, they played a test. You love to hear it. Fuck yeah. Up the cricket. It's getting <laughs> more and more popular. I'm loving life. But um, we've nearly covered almost a third. A third of what we could be talking about on cricket. Should, should we? Should we move on to? <laughs> this is why Jack is here. Turns out all we'd do is fucking talk about cricket, and I love that. But yes, we should definitely move on. Um. Where do you want to go? You want to go NRL or football next? Let's go NRL. Um, do you got much for NRL? I do. I got a lot. So breaking news is this afternoon, Aaron Booth from the Gold Coast Times retired due to medical reasons. Ah, damn. Uh, pretty much everyone told him just to end his career. He's too hurt. Is it an ACL injury? Uh, it doesn't say. Um, 
Yeah, just after conversations and advice from medical professionals, Aaron Booth has decided to hang up the boots. Serious knee injury cutting his season short. Usually if it's a knee injury, it's an ACL. But if, um, it's, a, if it's a knee injury ending your career, it's going to be more than just an ACL. Depends how many times he's had his ACL injured. because you Well, know he only he, debuted last year. Yeah, but we don't know about his future in teens. Because like, yeah. the way ACLs work is that you can only repair them, I think, two or three times before that's it. Like, they're done after that, and that's both your ACLs yeah, because you fair. can only take it from certain ligaments within your body. If he has sustained an ACL injury before this and taken on another one, at his age, it was yeah, it's a longevity thing now. So they're like, dude, if you want to keep walking, you got to stop. Seven oh. months after a multi-ligament rupture. See, that makes me now think it was his ACL and... It's it's ACL, MCL, meniscus, yeah. and PCL. Like, it's a lot of them. Yeah, that means he's completely fractured his knee, and that means that any repairs they're going to do is going to be the last time they're doing it. So, so he's probably, it. yeah. But it's, he uh, looks like the Titans are going to keep him on in a coaching and administration role. Well, at least he's got something to fall back on. But, uh, like, heart, that's heartbreaking, man. Like, I feel so bad for Booth. Um, poor bastard. Poor bastard, man. But um, in, in saying that, Titans ended up winning. Like, they did win last week, didn't they? Yeah, like bastards, bastards, fucking! I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like ruined what? my week in game one, dude. <laughs> game one, and they've ruined it, <laughs> dude. My my tips got ruined by the end. First of all, the fuck dolphins, the fuck cowboys, and the fuck raiders. I know. These like. I think I think the one I'm the most shocked about is the Knights one because I really thought Raiders had something going on there, but <laughs> my tips are in shambles again. And then Max Dad, the only man to pick both Titans and Knights. Yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> but I, I've come to terms. I'm not winning this thing. I just don't want to be you. I don't want to be me either. But Jack is. Failing. I'm loving it. It's you are catching him slowly. Slowly but surely. And we've got another joke around coming up. I'm oh, we do? I'm hoping, like, my plan is is that Jack just forgets and then doesn't bet the entirety of the joke around. And then he's so far behind with only two weeks left, I'm laughing all the way in the bank. And you know what? He wouldn't even be upset. He likes Maccas <laughs> way more than I do. I hate it. I, I, I would throw up repeatedly. And then you have to start again. And then I have to start again. It's just... Why is the skinniest, smallest lad in this entire thing the one that's having to do this? Because he's the (laughs) one who knows the least about football. Apparently fucking so. I mean, I don't... The Raiders won't piss me off, but the Knights game, I should have picked the Knights. Thinking back on it, they've won like three or four in a row. Especially at home. Yeah. Yeah, but like... Like, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, I'm so dumb for not tipping the Knights. uh, So I I tipped the Knights this week. But Adam O'Brien just shows that I have no idea what's happening with the Knights every fucking week. And they come out and I go, shit, is this going to be a team this week or are we going to watch Kalen Ponga the show? It's because Kalen's had sustained football without breaks. <laughs> and he's showing you what you're doing. No, it's, seriously, he's <laughs> not been out injured. And finally, Kalen Ponga can do what Kalen Ponga so does. Kalen Ponga it's the show. It's fucking Kalen Ponga show. Let's go, baby. All right. Well, you know what? Give Whatever. me Bradman Best and give me who, fucking who Dominic Knights? Young already. Who are Knights versus this week? I was looking at before. They play the Dolphins. So I'm they'll probably. Still picking the Dolphins. No, man. I'm not tipping the Dolphins now. The Dolphins are going to shit. No, wait, wait. Where are they playing at? They're playing at Dolphins. No, I'm so picking the Dolphins, man. And this is why you're going to be eating 24 cheeseburgers. Yeah, well, what's Jack pick 
not dolphins. And then when I get that point and go, ha-ha, you can go, yeah, I'm still so far ahead of you, but I'll be closer to Jack. And that's all that matters to me at this point because, man, I'm not looking great. <laughs> but like, I like, I do want to, you know, deviate. Um, I, I feel like, you know, the first five games of this week were really just kind of expected. You you think that Panthers Storm is expected the winner? Yep. I mean, I expect the Panthers to win, but I don't. I reckon the Storm will come out and give it a good show. No, no, if anyone's going to knock the Panthers off, it's going to be the Storm. No, no, I'm talking last week. Like, oh, last like week. Fuck last, last week. Five, I've given up. The last five, like the first five games, I reckon, were just so, yeah, that that was what I expected. Like, Oh, yeah, the Broncos were always going to win. The Rabbitohs were always going to win. Storm were always going to put a, How do you feel about what the Storm did prior to the Eels match, though? Celebrating their five premierships when they've only got three. In the history books. They just want to count the ones that was taken away well, they, from them. They spent $20,000 on each trophy that they replicated for those two taken away premierships. That, that's so much worse. It just makes you look like a fucking narcissist now. See, I'm I'm all for celebrating the players in that team because the players did nothing wrong. Except for the fact they knew what was going on. Yeah. Like, like you can't tell me the ones that were on that contract didn't go. Mm, I wonder if this is shady as shit. Oh, probably, but like also, Melbourne developed the the four big ones. You can't deny that Melbourne didn't did Dude, that. But that, but here's the thing: if it, if they, they bought did, a, they I will not detest that fact, but they wouldn't have had the budget to do I it understand. and create them. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is obviously they didn't have the budget to keep them. But they did have the budget to develop them, so you can't penalize the players for just playing in a team where they wanted to play. I know, but like, I, I, I get, I get the point you're trying to say. It's the same point Gus had all all last yeah. week. Is you don't deny the players that they they won the game, they experienced all the emotion. Sure, after the fact, they were cheating, so the premierships were taken away from yeah. them. But I like it just shows though, like you you got to think of it like down this path. Mm. If Storm didn't have the money. They wouldn't have developed the four. Therefore, the four wouldn't have come together in the skills that they got, and the Melbourne wouldn't have the run that they have and the total dominance, which led to the culture changes within the clubs. Mm. It is an absolute effect, uh, butterfly effect, where they've caused this because of their cheating. Unfortunately, yes, I do understand that the players were the ones that did this, but there should never have been the chance for it to occur in the first place because they were cheating. But it was the people in the back end, the people in the back books, the, the recruiters, the managers. Those are the ones that are doing all the shady deals. As far as the players are concerned, they're just signing a contract that says, you get paid this and you get this as an added bonus, which at the time wasn't against the law. Oh, no. Okay. So so that you've got to look at it in isolation. You can't expect Cooper Cronk knew what Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, and Greg Inglis were all on. You can't expect them. If you're Cooper Cronk, you're probably like, yeah, no, this is a fair wage for me. I don't need to worry about them because that's not my priority. My priority is playing football with them. I, I do understand that. But from a work environment, colleagues, friends, there's no way. No, I don't believe it. Like, I, re- I reckon. They are such a tight-knit team, and I think it would only take one. So what do you do? You put them all in solidarity instead. You put If, you, if they're all in this together then you're not going to have a weak link. No, I get that. But I also understand where you're coming from. And yes, we, can't, it, we can't deny We can't all deny the what, those, what that team did because it was phenomenal what that Storm team did together. Absolutely. And it will never be replicated again. 
they are literally an enigma. And I think it's... Well, the only thing they were missing was JT. If you look at that, could you imagine though? No, but seriously, when the, when those those teams were when those players were coming up through the grades in Queensland, they were always with JT. Yeah, and oh. so when JT moved to Canterbury and they went down to Melbourne, obviously Melbourne, if Melbourne had the opportunity to sign JT, they, they, they fucking would have. But they, they even they knew they're like, nah. If we do this, people might start suspecting things. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, so no, you're right. Uh, we can't deny the legacy. Um, we can't. But as much as it pains us because they've taken so much from so many clubs. And I mean, it like it then starts the culture and the changes. And I feel like as... It, it did it, do, it did start the storm down the right path. They've made the game significantly better and way more of a competition than it ever will be because of these prodigies. And I think yeah. they became the gold standard... Well, they definitely but did up in fucking Queensland. Absolutely. For everyone to be like, this is now what I have to achieve. Yeah. And I like that. I'll never take that away. They are the standard. Uh, yeah. The, you can't take it away from the players. You can take it away from the management and you can take it away from the people that did all the shady deals, but you can't take it away from the Storm players that won the match. Absolutely. But, but, it, but then again, it's pure arrogance to go and replicate the fucking trophy and celebrate it in front of one of the teams you stole. That's the fucking loot. Back to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was more what I was trying to get at. Who the fuck do they think they are? Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. I mean, but like, you know, they beat Eels. Um, Who Eels cares? are showing cracks. Um, people are real, real strong on them. I, 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 I don't think know. they make the eight. I really don't think they make the eight. I reckon the eight, I reckon the nines are going to slip in. That's a big call. I reckon the Knights can slip in and play finals footy this year. I reckon. Are they 10th? They're in the mix. Um, so there's still six squads um, vying for an opportunity in there. Mm-hmm. So the Knights are just sitting there. Sea Eagles are sitting there. Eels are just oh there. God, they are down just sitting there. Down to the Roosters, all mathematically can still make the finals. Especially mathematically. You know what? Maybe. But I anyone under the Eels, back. they're out. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, because it's down to rabbits, sharks, cowboys, knights, seagulls, and eels. I never realized how far dolphins slid down that ladder. Hey, holy shit! Yeah, they ran out of steam. They were always going to run out of steam. They're old. I get that, but thirteenth. Yeah, they were fourteenth a few weeks ago. Damn, man. Um, I, I, I love it. I love knights. I love the fact that they're showing life compared to like you look at the interviews that Adam O'Brien did last oh year, my and God. he was. Really was struggling last year, you know. Um, Those those press conferences were hard. (laughs) Like, and, you know, he's always had hard ones. Like, you think about when Knights had all those injuries and they were wondering if they were even going to have an 18th man. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, to see them bounce back so much, it's it's a little story you'd love to see because they've gone through so much strife and just keeping Ponga just shows that they can become a team. It's very... Scary to know that it all it takes, like Manly, is one player and the yeah, whole thing is in shambles. But and next every, year it's going to be in shambles too, losing every, who they are. Every team seems to have that at the moment, except for the top four. Like, yeah, it, 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 top four, you can just replace anyone in the panther. Oh, I don't think he could at the Warriors or Broncos. No, absolutely Broncos. Absolutely, you take Adam Reynolds out of that squad, they still win. You reckon? Absolutely. I don't think they do. I reckon they've still got enough that they can win because 
Adam Reynolds is the man with the golden touch. Don't put them in the wrong. grand final. Put them in the grand final against the Panthers, and you think taking Adam Reynolds out, Broncos still with a shot? Yep. Because you, you take Sean Johnson out of the Warriors, you think they've got a shot? Well, no, I never said Warriors. I said Broncos. I, I know. I'm <laughs> gonna, I, you said top four, though. Top four is Panthers, Broncos, Warriors, Storm. So that's why I'm bringing the Warriors into this. See, I don't know enough about the Warriors to actually make an approximate claim, but you look at other playmakers, I'm uh, not play uh, stars within Broncos, and their left and right attack is still nasty as hell. You watch Payne Haas run down in the centres, and it doesn't matter oh. if you got um, Reynolds passing off to him. They've got such a strong belief in one another. And Reese Walsh, like, I know he does off the back of passes, especially yeah. from Reynolds, but he can find space. Remember that run he did literally fucking zooming yeah, past five of them? I know. I get that. But what I'm saying is, is Adam Reynolds is such a key cog in that that whole system because it's it's through Adam Reynolds that the attack and the defense is sort of formed through. Mm. Ezra Mam doesn't have the... I don't want to say he has the skill because he's a very skillful player, but he doesn't have the experience to know what Adam Reynolds is doing right now. So I think you take Adam Reynolds out of the Broncos and they collapse. How far do they collapse, do you think? Oh, they'll still be in the eight this year. They can't fall out of the eight this year. Like they're no, no, tied with like, the I mean, in general, if they lose Adam Reynolds, what place team do they start playing like? I'd usually say the Warriors, but uh, I can't say that this year. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I'd agree with you. <laughs> no, I reckon they'll be playing maybe shark level footy. No, that's... No. Nah. No, nah, shark level footy where they can't beat a top side is what I'm saying. No, nah, sharks dropped. Yeah, but sharks can't beat a top level side. So that's what Sharks were bookend at the start of the year playing low-level teams, so they became a pretender. Sharks now coming up against top-end teams and they're getting flogged for it. I, but I don't even think like it's one of those things where they've become... I think they've fallen apart and their confidence is, is ruined. I think, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's happened, but <clears throat> I, I don't want to shit on him, but Nico Hines... Well, you can shit on him. Jack's not here to... Bash you. His confidence is shattered and it's showing in his passing and his playmaking. And you know what shattered it? Freddie putting him on for four minutes at Sano. Yep. I I, 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 I don't think he's been the same since. I think even before that, I think something happened within the Sharks one week and th- the build-up, maybe. Like, you had all this hype around him. And maybe, like, he seems like a down-to-earth fella, but what if it got to his head a little bit? And then... It probably has. He's a young kid. He'll bounce back, though. That's the thing. He well, at least you'd hope so. But, they, but they, not this year. No. Sharks will fall out of the eight. Absolutely. I agree. As will... Canberra? I, oh, want the, out, I really want the... No, Canberra's in fifth. I think they'll survive. I want the Rabbits to fall out some fierce. They're not going to, man. Rabbits are just showing something else this year. But yeah, they've got a fucking easier run home than everyone else. That's why I'm like, fuck, I want them to drop out, but they won't. Um, Knights also have a really easy run home. They've got three of the bottom eight. Do you reckon Cowboys are going to have an easy run home? I, I, I well, they got the Broncos this week, so no. <laughs> like, I, I know we're talking about, especially, you know, stuff like Deard and um, really, really needed to capitalise, and they seem to do it, but the Cowboys lost. Lost last week. Yeah, but... And I, I, I know it was a bare loss, but the fact the Bulldogs are still not a competitive team. No, if you're not. losing by a field goal to... Bulldogs, it shows cracks in your team. And I don't mean that as a slight on Bulldogs, but what we have been seeing from the Cowboys earlier this year, it it's also falling out from underneath them. Mm. Is this the collapse of Queensland minus Broncos? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Queensland have sucked to begin with because Titans have never been good. Cowboys have been okay, and the Broncos have always been dominant except for X years. 
Titans were good for two years, and that was their second and third year. Yeah, where they got second and third, respectively. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, well, we can only see um, who's playing. Like, let's have a look what's playing this week. Um, oh, I can already tell you tonight it'll be Manly that win. What was that? Sorry. Manly will win tonight when yep. the Roosters nah. are celebrating their 2013 Premiership. No. Nah. I absolutely think Roosters are going to be nah. Manly. No. No, not with the way we're playing. We're so bad to the point where we need to start looking at our coaching staff. Like, they're already talking about Kronk's under review. Wow. Kronk is under review for his one-day-a-week job. Man, they should give Kronk more power, if anything, because that man has the most analytical mind within NRL. I know, but look at what the Powers have been doing this year under Kronk's tutelage. Yeah, but do you reckon Fuck all. because that's only a one-day-a-week type thing that he hasn't had enough of an effect? Yeah, so effect? If, if, he's not, if he's not fully committed, then get rid of him and bring someone in five days a week, seven days a week. Now, is the commitment issue from him or from the Roosters? It'll be from him. Okay, there you go. Yeah, fair. Because he's got awesome. so much on. He he works with the Storm as an ambassador. He works with Channel no Fox. Yeah. Um. NRL three sixty. Yeah. Like so it's all that Fox stuff, like all this Fox stuff, and then he's also one day a week at the Chooks, and there's probably other shit. I think he's like a kicking coach at one of the fucking AFL teams too. Yeah, he's stretching himself. He a stretches bit himself thin. So maybe it's a clean break for Kronk, and we get someone else in to coach the halves. Um. Okay. Fair. Which then I guess. Leads into... Um, the Warriors' demolition of the Gold Coast Titans tomorrow night. I don't think it's going to be a demolition. But I reckon it is. Absolutely picking Warriors in this one. I reckon it's going to be... If anything, it'll be a high-scoring game from both sides. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like 26-18. I reckon it's going to be a demolition. I reckon the Warriors are really going to put it on with the Titans. I would love to see it. I really enjoy watching Titans. Sean Johnson, when he's on... Like, Sean Johnson should be looking at the Daily end this year if it goes ahead. How? Good is it for Sean Johnson though? Like they they were mentioning this from what used to be a floundering play that people were wondering if he it's finally time to finding his magic again within a team. Hmm. 2023 is showing that having a home field back under you really does make a difference. And you is just he re- is it. he signed for next year? Uh, I believe so. Hold on, I'm looking this up. But yeah, he's decided to go around in 2024. He's never going to leave Warriors, let's be honest here. Like well, he Warriors, did for those those few years. He did, but with the birth of his recent child, yeah. living home happy, well, being the playmaker for a great team, I, I can't see him ever leaving New Zealand again. Okay, that's fair, but also with RTS coming back next year. I reckon RTS oh, re- is going to be the second to Sean Johnson, and they'd be ridiculous to do It's going to be really ridiculous if you got RTS and Sean Johnson in the halves. And if you don't have him in the halves, you got RTS at fullback. It just works, though. It's going to work. It's going to be deadly. I'm so excited. <laughs> Get him back already. Um, all right. Let's and let's send fucking Suwali over there already. I'm sick <laughs> of seeing his face on the field. Um, do we want to get into the last little bit that we had? Because we've talked a lot on this. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. I mean, hey, we might even hit a 50-minute show. I'm really impressed about this. Um, Let's talk about football. Up the fucking Matildas, baby. Let's go. 4-0 against Canada, pushing themselves into the round of 16. What legends. What what a game. Fucking, you know. You, you, you know what would have been really good? Mm-hmm. If it was on free-to-air TV. I just realized that joke doesn't make sense because all the Matildas are on free-to-air. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the jokes, maybe if it was Canada versus someone else, they might not have got to say it. No, they wouldn't have. And they wouldn't have saw the embarrassing event that Canada put forward. But this then highlights the fact. So I, There's I a lot going on in Canada right now with football. There is. And from what I've been hearing, um, you know, there is pay disputes going on. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have FIFA in the limelight. Obviously. With, with the fact that they are having a high page disparage yep. and the fact that the owner doesn't want to talk about it. And then this is now being reflected, I think, within the countries. So what I have heard is that the women f- obviously feel like they're being paid quite a significant amount less and that they've been going on pay disputes um, with the organization. Um, they were talking about the fact that it is, it's really starting to boil to a head here. And they were saying... If we wanted to win this, because a lot of people had put Australia into doubts, especially after our game versus Nigeria, yeah, they were thinking if we're going to do this, it needs to almost be a kind of perfect storm in a teacup situation where Australia everything goes right and Canada everything went wrong, and it happened. It, it just did. then the players were dejected, according to you. Yeah, they did. They like Australia came firing. We had a um, I can't, I'm terrible at names. Um, we had uh. Well, Sam Kerr was finally back. That's something we missed in the first two games. I don't think she came back this game, did she? Yeah, she was playing in the Canada game. She played. She was on the bench. Oh, yeah, no, but she never came on the field because okay. they didn't want to play her. Because yeah, but, they, but the fact that Sam Kerr's in the squad, like, yeah. sitting there ready to go if we needed her, that's such a morale boost oh, for the Matildas. Absolutely, but straight up, I believed she was never going to play that game. I reckon, I reckon if we needed her, she would have had to have come on because mm. you, you couldn't risk it. Um. I feel bad, and I, I don't want to shit on it, but I need to tell you about a funny thing that happened mm-hmm. right at the very end. All right. We had a debut happen. Yep. She came on the field, and I think she was just a little bit too gung-ho. So <laughs> she get a red card? <laughs> no, even funny. She nearly knocked herself out. Um, They had to actually, like, perform a test on her. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah. she got a fucking test. Yeah. Wow. So she's kind of in guns blazing. Got the ball, mm. kicked it back into free space. Canada have come through, taken the ball, nearly scored a goal. So she's come back on the right defense to, you know, work back. Being like, all right, mm-hmm. start off bad. Let's get back into this. A little bit too gung-ho. And then I, I think it might have been a head collision or some sort of collision. And she's just hadn't then had to be tested off the field. And she's like chomping at the bits to come back. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad for it because it was like her debut, been called out, everyone's watching, and... Ooh. Did she pass? Yeah, backwards into free space. Okay, so she didn't pass the, se- the concussion test. <laughs> oh, no, she passed the concussion That's test. That's what I'm I was sorry. asking. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, she did. She came back on the field, and then the game finished. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I would love to see more of her, um, you know... She showed a lot of spirit, a lot of gusto. Just got got to calm down a little bit. Nerves in the first. She game. she took a Victor Radley approach and lit head first. <laughs> I felt so bad for her because you could see her just yeah on the sideline, just wanting to go back in. They're just looking at you like, oh no, you've only been on for about a minute and a half, sweetie. Uh, it was terrible. But in saying that. Australia played fantastically. We're through to the corner finals. We, round of 16. Yes, yeah, so round of 16 after. Uh, the knockouts. But we were almost 
like people were like, oh shit, is Australia going to come through? Especially after Nigeria and Canada looking so well. There was doubts for us. There was. There was huge doubts. We have actually won our division now. Uh, That's crazy to <laughs> me. But, it, but it's all because Canada just didn't look like they wanted to play. And a nil-all draw between Nigeria and Ireland, which was at the same time. Like, it was one of those things, you know, when you're watching a game and it's like, like the Premier League, for example. And oh, don't the, get me started. <laughs> and it's the last game of the season. Yep. And you're like, shit. There's actually two games on the line here and all of them relate to each other now. No, because normally by about the week, three weeks out from the Premier League, Manchester City's wrapped it up these days. Fuck Man City. I know, but but what it is, is it comes down to the people getting relegated and stuff. So that final weekend, if you're only three points sitting out and you need that win, but the other team's playing at the same time, fuck, you're nervous. That's exactly what this was because we were going to be relegated to not playing, Mm. which unfortunately our co-hosts have. And it is very sad. But New Zealand is, it is out. I mean, are you telling me that you wouldn't have loved seeing in the knockout game Australia versus New Zealand? No, because if we'd lost that, that would be embarrassing. We wouldn't have lost it. But it's Kiwis. Yeah, no, but like, you, it would be so big for Oceania. Like, we, I know. we would go nuts for it. Um, But this then shows... Because who knows? It, like we would have watched it, but we wouldn't. We haven't been watching the other fucking games. Yeah, so that's the other big story that's coming out. Is if you want to watch the women's World Cup in this country, unless you want to watch the Matildas, any of the major uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, or the the decider, you need to have Optus Sport, which is twenty five dollars a month. Dude, like, I. I we were discussing this a little bit before um, the episode started, uh, the anti-siphoning laws. Yeah, so do you want me to go into that? Yeah, please do. Cause I'm, on, I'm on the legislative slide. So basically the idea of the anti-siphoning laws allows that in Australia, it is by law required that free-to-air rights get a bid on all major sporting events. And all the major sporting events that this will apply to is on a thing called the anti-siphoning list. Now... The FIFA Men's World Cup is on this list, but the women's isn't. How ridiculous is that? Like, the fact that they did the entirety of the block for the men's, and then you've got other, like, we've got live broadcasting where SBS, which is one of our, like, you know... That's our public broadcast service besides ABC. Uh, like, yeah, and they're, they're calling for at least all the quarterfinals, all the finals, and that for to be free. Anything, anything that's past the round of 16. Yeah. So round of 16 onwards should be free to air. It should. Like, it, if it's you, in the fucking country. It's not that difficult. Like <laughs> and you're already broadcasting it. And this is then a slight on our minister because, one, why has our minister allowed this to occur where it's not in the like, anti-siphoning list where it can just be bought out not given free access to ABC or purchasing rights to the ABC and SBS or Seven. Hmm. I think Seven do have like Seven. Yeah, has so the rights. Seven Seven has the rights to the Matildas games, the major world, yeah. the majors, and everything else. But the thing is, is though, is so twenty six weeks out from any event. Yep. The event is taken off the anti siphoning list. Yep. So we can't go back and have a look right now because it won't let me. Yep. So but whether it was on there or not, it's another story. But a minister can override. The automatic delisting if he feels satisfied that the free-to-air broadcasters have not had a reasonable chance to buy the rights. But I feel like it should almost extend because it's not even the fact now that they should have a fair chance to buy the rights, but you're publicly excluding a significant portion in lower socioeconomic areas and you're looking for boosts in football because you 
Football's on its decline in this country to begin with. Removal of funding. Only pay TV. And World it, Cup. And it's not even the pay TV that's in most houses either. It's Optus Sport. It's another service on top of Foxtel that you have to pay for. And like we look, we've made all this bid into it. And we're trying to increase Australia's, you know, standing within the World Cup. We're really trying to, you know, mm. push it through. But why is then the government not putting more it money should, into it? It should have been put into... It should have already been on SBS. Because SBS, in comparison, in the Men's World Cup, had all 64 matches. In this one, it gets 15. And let me tell you, the rights they bought to this would be so expensive to the men's. Well, it, 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 it loggerheads into... The whole, like, are they getting a fair go thing? How can they expect to make the same amount of money with this as the men do when it's not even getting broadcast? Like, I didn't even know three weeks out that it was even being held in this country. I just knew what was coming up. Yeah. Because there was no advertising for it. No, like, I actually can't say I've seen much on it. And I I, I really think the government floundered with this one. Uh, it could have been, I reckon they could have made it so much bigger. Um, It should be so much bigger. It really should. Like... It's on prime time too. We can we have the access it's, to finally watch these episodes. It's not on at two AM in the morning here right now, like everything else that's on Optus fucking sport. Yeah, and it just I don't know. I, I really feel like it it was a poor handling of the group stages by our government and by our sporting people. Um and we will have floundered the extra money we could have made from tourism on it. Oh, easily, because think about it for a second. Let's say you're a tourist that's coming into the country. Obviously, you're not going to fly to every game in the region because you'll be going backwards and forwards. And you Absolutely. See that's expensive. But let's say you fly in to watch a team play in Australia. Yep. What are you going to do when they're playing over in New Zealand? You can't watch the fucking game. No. You can't watch Nigeria play someone over there. Yeah, but you're just kind of here unless you're paying for your own thing or streaming yeah. from another con- like from another country. It's, it's a... It's just poor, poor handling. And how can you expect the women to make the sponsorship deals, the money that they they deserve from this? Like, think, consi- what was it? It's like a quarter of what the men's get. Yeah, it, it, it's it, to it, the point where it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, you know. Look at the numbers that this is getting too. Like, it is attracting players. We are, I know I know it's the home team everyone wants to support, but we are still selling out stadiums for this. Yeah, like, Allianz was sold, uh, pretty close to sell out last night. Like, that's an incredible amount of players. Like, what was it? The, uh, England versus Denmark hmm. was so popular to watch, and it just shows people want to see it. People want to go out. They want to watch this. But because we are finding a more privatized service when it comes to sports and a more elitism, mm-hmm. we're going to keep singling out more people until... Sporting just favours the rich. I agree. And it's not fair. No. It's not fair. And you know what else is not fair? Let's start on one last thing before we finish up. Because I think we've gone really well and we're complaining about stuff. Back to the NRL. And what have they done? Horse racing. It's not what they've done, but it's indicative of what could happen. What could happen. So the paramedics are on strike at the moment. They, yeah. There is a pay dispute and more has come out now. And I think this just shows that they're not joking around. There is going to be no overtime at major sporting events in New South Wales until this pay dispute is settled between the paramedics uh, and the, like, and the union and the body. But this then can have an after-on effect for every single game that needs to be taken so seriously because, you know, players get injured all the time, especially in our NRL, and that's why I wanted to bring this one up specifically because 
I, I, I get why they're doing it. This I respect is just for, it. This I is just for New South Wales, isn't it? Just New South Wales. Like, Only that, New that, South that's Wales. very important because there's other states where this won't be happening. So yep. let's say there's a major injury at a Queensland NRL match. They're probably going to get their paramedics there a lot quicker. Absolutely. Than where the majority of the NRL matches are. Yeah, and I was about to say, we got, what, four teams up in Queensland, one team down in Victoria, the rest in New South Wales. No, there's one team in the ACT. You know what? ACT doesn't exist. Oh, I know. <laughs> They're a territory. Um, but it just shows that you're like, they were dro- driven to this and there could be major risk that's coming to it that could affect our players. And it's just, it, it, it's scary actually. It is. And also when you think about it, it's going to affect lower tier sporting events as well. Mm-hmm. Like obviously in my job, we see a lot of like, you know, grassroots footy. Mm. And oh, actually I c- funny enough, not those. Only majors. Only majors. So they're not going to stop the paramedics going to those. No, no, it's more NRL-based games. Okay, fair enough. The ones that are televised on TV, like, you know, that gets the most attention. I hope it does get the attention thereafter because our paramedics definitely deserve more pay and less abuse. That's for sure. It's come out quite a lot. Mm -hmm. But you know what, man? I think think that's about time to wrap up this beautiful episode. If you could uh, give out all our lovely socials. So at Bums on the Bench on all platforms. Listen to our other show, Formula Bums. We're currently on a mid-season break, but we'll put out an episode out here and there. You know, there's no racing for the next four weeks. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah, they got to have a summer break where they... Jack still doesn't understand this, and he's been watching the sport, you know, for the last four years. During the summer break in Formula One, teams are required to go on holidays, no development. Jack continuously tells me, man, they're going to come back with so many developments. And it's like, no, dude, the factories are fucking shut down. They're not allowed to fucking work on the cars. <laughs> But in his his twisted mind that is currently watching Barbie. Yeah. Let's go back to that one. We haven't shat on him enough. <laughs> we've, we've been having too many discussions about important things. And you know what, Jack? I really hope you're out there enjoying your plastic figures because that's all you are to us, boy. All looks, re- no brain. Do you reckon he's a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world? Being plastic, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. See, see you next week.